Part three of Traits of a Good Recruiter. On this episode, Mr. Braden Bokes will round out the last five for us as, uh, as we discuss what it takes to be a great recruiter. Only according to me. This is only according to me. We'll see how Braden reacts. Atlas All Access starts now. Braden, I'd say welcome back, but you're here every day, so I welcome today. And I think I'm the only one that actually enjoys me being here every day. You volunteer. In this room. You do volunteer for everything, and I appreciate that a lot. I really, really do. So I think you just like to see yourself on camera. I don't hate it. Okay, there we go. All right. So number 11. We're going to go 11 through 15. Okay. The last three traits of a great recruiter. Easily the best numbers in a top 15 list. I guess. I don't know how, but all right. Maybe because they're yours, right? No, just scientifically proven 11 through 15 is a stronger number because they're bigger. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, number 11. Okay. Be independent. Okay. So give me kind of what does that mean to you as you kind of go through your your day as a recruiter or your you know your career so far as a recruiter? Be independent. Um as a recruiter, actually I think Atlas does a really good job of allowing their recruiters to be independent um and i think that's what allows our recruiters to do what they do um we're given a ton of free reign to interact with our nurses in the way that they need to we don't have like set call volume that we have to put out i don't have to text 50 people a day or make three phone calls or anything like that those numbers are so low those are low I'd hope you do more, but right. But you're right. We don't track that. At right. All. We don't track that sort of information. We can go and we can meet our nurses and we can meet our travelers where they are. Mm-hmm. So if I need to leave early because I'm going to have a phone call with a nurse, you know, a first time traveler at mm-hmm. seven at night, that's not something that's, that's like watched. We can just, sure. we can meet our travelers where they are mm-hmm. and, So I think that that's really important. It allows us to stand out as recruiters, and it allows a recruiter to stand out amongst other recruiters Mm -hmm. for being able to adjust and just kind of make their own decisions to be the best advocate for the nurses that they work with. Right. Or the, I'm sorry, the travelers that they work with. There we go. Yeah. Uh, And early on, we decided, and this is no secret, we've talked about this a lot. Early on, we decided that, you know, who is, who are we to say, we as in, you know, management at Atlas, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, if you, if your child has a dentist appointment at three o'clock in the afternoon, and that's oh. the best you can possibly get, right? Because it's hard to get into the dentist, what doctor's appointment, immunizations, whatever the case may be. Right. Who are we to say no? Because I know 10 o'clock at night, you're talking to a traveler and that might be through text. It might be on the phone. It might, whatever it is, you're putting profiles together. One mm-hmm. thirty in the morning. I just had this just happened not too long ago. Over this past weekend, this past past weekend, Mike Spee's client manager got a submittal at one thirty in the morning. Nurse happened to be up working on the you know, profile. I mean, you know, whatever. She was a night nurse, but she was she wasn't working, but she was still up. Recruiter happened to be up too because she stays up late or mm-hmm. whatever. Sent the submittal through to Spee's. So now, is there somebody at a hospital at one thirty in the morning that's going to look at that profile? No, but Spee's gets here early. 
he gets here at like 6.30. So, in, in, so that profile was in that manager's inbox when she walked in the door that morning. Right. So, and with, I mean, with the systems that we work with too, they get sent to managers in the mm-hmm. order that they're submitted. So right. there could be five other recruiters that talk to other nurses at 1.30 in the morning, but mm-hmm. if the client manager's not submitting that over at one thirty in the morning they're doing it at eight when they get in and get their right. cup of coffee mm-hmm. we're gonna be first there's no more eight to five let's be honest i mean the the eight to five work day monday through friday thing is is that 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 only existed for farmers and i mean that was in factory workers and that type of thing like that's it it's silly to think that that structure still exists right. or that structure still works mm-hmm. and then at five o'clock you walk out the door and you turn it off and you come back at tomorrow at eight and you <clears> turn <throat> it back on right doesn't work like that anymore well especially with you know the gig economy and mm-hmm. people having multiple you know gigs that they work i mean yep. that, yeah that's that's gone that's gone okay so the number 12 kind of plays into that manage your time okay um and i think uh, if i know one thing about you besides you that you like to be on camera and you like your face on stickers uh, you do a very good job managing your time. How? No, you do. <laughs> and I think maybe it's one of those traits that it isn't. It isn't one that you may that you may see every day. Sure. But I think when it comes to and if I if I asked your travelers, right? If I asked Michelle or Corey or or whoever, they would tell me, yes, Braden does a good job managing his time. I, I get the I get the feeling that you don't think so. I've never had anybody tell me that I manage my time well. But talk through how maybe you structure your day, how you manage your time. Everything that I do personally to manage my time or run around chaotically, as I feel like I do, um, I have always kind of worked on like one my overall logic behind how I organize my time is based on one thing, react to what's the most important thing right now. So if I'm putting together profiles, that's important. But if there are profiles for, you know, like a late January or like late February right now, Mm -hmm. but one of my active travelers that is on the floor is having a problem and they text me, Hey, I need to talk about something. That's my priority. Mm -hmm. So the way that I structure my time is I think somewhat non-traditional in terms of like structuring your time. Mm-hmm. It is a constantly evolving schedule re- reacting mm-hmm. to the things that are most important and then reestablishing how my time or how my day is built based on just things as they come in. Gotcha. So it's just constant reprioritization. Mm-hmm. When I, I think just as a good recruiter, you have to have that. You have to have that reprioritization skill mm-hmm. and whether or not that's planned like that that's how you prioritize you know that's that's what makes you good at what you do so these next three are the reason why i said yes when you volunteered for for the for part three here okay oh boy these encompass everything that Braden is as a recruiter oh, we're gonna talk about tacos no we're not Dang okay it. number 13 overachieve okay Overachieve. And here's my, this is what I wrote down. So I've got little notes that I've talked about along the way. Mm-hmm. Overachieve to me means going above and beyond, pushing to be great. Mm-hmm. You go above and beyond. Why? What made you, th- when you got here, what made you think, I'm going to put my face on a sticker? Like that's going above and beyond. I, 
love what I do. I love working with people all over the place. It was one of the things I loved about being in sales before I came to Atlas, except I hated retail sales hours. But I loved the people. Mm -hmm. Um, I go above and beyond because in this industry, I think that we are constantly asking travelers to go above and beyond in facilities where they may not know people, where they don't know the area. To me, it it's not fair for me to ask other people to go above and beyond and to constantly be doing what they do and me to just nine to five it, phone it in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's it's matching what I expect from the people that I work with and what I know that they're already doing. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the stickers and the coasters and the, those are all just byproducts of my personality. I'm wildly competitive and I just love, we have an industry with what, like several hundred different agencies. There's Mm -hmm. thousands of recruiters. There's thousands of travelers. Mm -hmm. You can't just put out pay packages. You can't just talk to nurses about jobs and expect to make the sort of connection that I want to make with my travelers. Sure. I have to go above and beyond because there's a lot of people out there. I just want to be different. So Mm. I don't know. I never think of it as going above and beyond. I just think of it as I just want to be different. I just want to, I want to match what I know our travelers are doing out there. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. Number 14 then be a good person. What happens what happens when no one's looking, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do when nobody is watching? I wish I could say terribly dance, but I do that when people are watching too. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, you know, this, again, I think that a lot of this, this same trait falls back on the, the overachieving thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of recruiters out there, and I think that there's... I worry about this, and I, I think that this is just because I spend so much time online, but I think that there is a little bit of an opinion of some recruiters are are shady and some travelers are difficult to work with. I like I think that mm-hmm. these, these stereotypes are just kind of developing just based on the volume of people, but to me, doing the right thing will always carry me through. Like, I'm never going to get in trouble for what I do. I'm never going to have somebody say, hey, this guy's just not a good fit because I did the right thing. It's one of the things that I love about working with Atlas too, is I know that if I were to walk to you at the desk or walk up to Steve Ryan and say, Hey, I have this difficult situation. It may not work out well for Atlas. It may not work out well for whatever reasons. Like I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I know the first thing that you, both of you or anybody else I ask is going to say is going to be just do the right thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything else is just details. Right. So it's easy. I work in a culture where doing the right thing is not just expected. It's just easy. It's easy to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of just, that's run through just who we are in general as, as, as the company has grown. And, and it's, it's been very easy to kind of fall back. It is very easy to fall back on that. Now, and you understand, and I, I think everybody here understands, like doing the right thing means sometimes not making any money, aren't it? Mm-hmm. Right? But in the end, it's always the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Always. 
sometimes doing the right thing is saying, hey, you should work with a different agency. Absolutely. And then I'll just, we'll just stay together and we'll meet back on the next one. But yep. this is the right move for you. And understand that's hard. In a, in a, as much as we don't track calls and checks and whatever, and I don't care what time you get here or what time you leave or whatever, your job is still based on volume, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I still expect you to have a certain number of travelers working for you per month. Right. That's just the, that's just the nature of the company, right? I mean, it's just the nature of how things go. So being able to say, it's okay, you can go work for that other company. I know I'll get you on the next one. That's tough. It is. That's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to reconcile it in your head because it is the right thing to do makes it a whole lot easier. Absolutely. Okay, number 15. Have fun. I don't know why you thought of me for this one. I don't know why. Never either. had it. This is suit and tie. Yeah, I just can't wait yeah. to get out of here. <laughs> um, God, all these do tie together. So yeah. time management, like you know, just always working. Mm-hmm. And again, this I think this applies to many of the recruiters that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all here. 40 hours a week on an or you know on just a standard nine to five type work week all of us are working together more than that mm-hmm. we're spending a majority of our time you know basically split at home you know taking care of our families at work and sleeping mm-hmm. i'm not going to not have fun for a third of my day because i'm not really having that much fun sleeping so like i like to sleep still but I that's do, what happens i do when too you get, when but you it's get not old it's, it's not like active fun eh, it's just okay. Okay. Just being your best self. That's sure. what sleeping is. Understood. But I mean, I don't see why anybody wouldn't want to have fun mm-hmm. with what they do. And I think that, you know, I know you and I have talked about things like this mm-hmm. before with all of the content that we put out and us reaching out to our travelers and engaging, you know, with everybody. Mm-hmm. Having fun is so important because if you're miserable, then why are we doing it? Right. Well, and it, it goes back to what our travelers do, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, if you're not having fun right. out on the road doing what you're doing, then you should probably just find a perm job. Right. Or maybe this isn't the career for you. Like, that's okay, too. Right. I mean, um, if, if, if you aren't excited to get up and go to work every day. Right. Um, and, you know, the other thing that, that has always kind of impacted me is I have conversations. Sometimes we have tough conversations. Sure. Sometimes they're tough, not because we have to participate, but because we have to listen. Mm-hmm. I've had nurses younger than me tell me, hey, I had to talk to a 90-year-old woman uh, because she asked me what death is like today. Oh, like, it's, a, it's hard. Mm-hmm. A lot of the nurses that I work with are in the ICU. A lot of them are in the NICU. Mm-hmm. There's nothing super fun about those units, Mm-mm. like not at mm-hmm. their core. Well, yeah. Anything that I can do to make someone smile and make somebody's day just a little bit better, mm-hmm. I don't care if I've got to make a jackass of myself to do it. If I can make somebody's day better, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like having fun is just so important to me. And it's, I think that of all the things we just talked about, having fun, I think, is at the core of how I operate as a recruiter. Again, that's why, as I was going through this list, that it made absolute perfect sense for you to be in, on part three. Right. I mean, I think if anybody embraces the have fun mentality here at Atlas, like we, a lot of us do, like all, most all of us do anyway, yeah. you, you live it every day. And I know your travelers would, t- would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. They have said the same thing t- to me. So I, I, it's living vicariously through them, doing what you have to do, doing, what, doing what's right. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things play into 
that and then what into what makes you a great recruiter so all right there are the 15 traits of being a great recruiter um like i said it's just my list i don't know i came up with it it was snowy that day and uh i couldn't go outside and so i i used a bunch of different sources for this um do you have to be all these things no probably not but you got to be a majority of them and you have to at least understand what the rest of them are in order to really excel as a recruiter because it's not an easy job no at all i understand being a traveler isn't an easy job being a, a, a nurse a therapist a tech you have struggles completely different than we do right but on this side it isn't easy either and these guys these guys do what they do every single day and love what they're doing and i can't be more thankful for that so especially going into the first year into into 2020 there's there's a lot of good stuff happening at atlas and it's all because we've got great recruiters here so that's so, don't don't ruin this moment i was just gonna ask so i don't know what any of the other ones are so of your 15 yeah don't tell me what it is, but okay. what number do you think is overall most important? I think, have and I and I realize that that's a terrible question to ask you. No, no, I think Be- I think have fun is the most. I think it really is. I mean, I think if if and there's a lot of other ones too. Like number two was be respectful. Um, number seven is be positive. I mean, we've gone through all these. Eleven was was be independent. I think you need to have all of these traits. But if you don't love what you do, yeah, and you don't have fun, why are you doing it? Yeah, what are we what are we doing here? And so, like you said, I was in retail before, just like you were. I loved the people. Mm-hmm. I loved the product. I did. I I worked for Toys R Us years ago. I managed boys' toys. This shouldn't surprise anyone. I'm not surprised. <laughs> the hours killed me, right? Yeah. And I was about, I was your age and my youngest, Riley, was Gabby's age when I left retail mm-hmm. because it just, the hours were horrendous. Yeah. But I loved, I loved the people I worked with. I loved the product. I love, I loved Toys R Us back then. Completely different than what they became. Sadly, that's a whole different topic though for another day maybe. The funny thing is, I think I work more now as a recruiter than I did when I was working retail hours. Oh, I think so too. But I can be but at home with my family. You have the it. ability to make it what you want. Yeah. Whereas before, I mean, big box retail meant, big box meant more than just, it was just a big store. Right. Right. I mean, there was so much more to that than that. So anyway. All right. Well, now you have to have a, a second follow-up like super emotional comment because I, I ruined our cut there. So. Well, it's fairly typical. I'm kidding. <laughs> Brayden, thank you so much. I really appreciate I yeah. really appreciate you being here. Anytime. Um, Literally can... anytime. Uh, Tomorrow? <laughs> you need something else? <laughs> we'll see you next week.